Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. In this week's episode, it's a little bonus special edition about how to plan for a reading or a thinking week, which I have just done myself. So keep listening to find out why you should consider doing a reading week too. Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. But not this week. This week is a little bit of a bonus episode, something a little bit different, because I have just had a lovely week away. I'm back home now, Sunday afternoon. Well, actually, no, it's not. It's not at all Sunday afternoon. It's Sunday late morning I've got a big mug of matcha I'm stood back at my computer having had this week away so last week's the week of the 8th of August 2022 I was away just having a bit of a reading week a bit of a thinking week which is something I try and do a couple of times a year and I usually get quite a few questions about it when I do do these weeks before when I talk about them on social media and in my newsletter by the way if you haven't subscribed to the bookmark newsletter ah where have you been what are you doing head over to the link at the top of the show notes and you can subscribe and sign up there that's where you'll also find out other bits and pieces I'm doing book recommendations podcast recommendations all that good stuff that I can't fit into these podcasts anyway so when I talk about that I often get some questions so I thought well actually this seems like it is a good excuse to do an episode about reading week so the inspiration for it I can't actually remember so I know that I read or heard in a podcast someone talking about how they went away and did a reading week or a thinking week a couple of times a year and I thought that sounds brilliant this is probably four maybe four years ago definitely pre-pandy as I heard it referred to in a, in a podcast the other day and I thought I'm borrowing that uh, and I then pretty quickly after that realized that this is something that Bill Gates has done for years uh, having watched inside Bill's brain a couple of years ago that Netflix special that was on that was really good but also other people have referred to Bill Gates doing that uh, on the regular as well in other podcasts and books so thought well if it's good enough for Bill it's probably good enough for me so this was part of the inspiration for it in 2019 it's probably the first year I properly did it so 2019 I did a couple one of them was in Bali I'll talk a little bit more about why that was a good option as I go through the the three tips or the three kind of big ideas for for this but it's something I try and do a couple of times a year and look it's not always exactly a week it's not always exactly seven days this one was five days I usually find the kind of Monday to Friday vibe works quite well and you can use the weekends either side as a bit of a ramp in and a ramp out of of doing that that time away but it's something I like to do because it's just a good excuse to get away, change location and get in some books and actually have an intentional, dedicated time set aside to read, to think, to plan, which I'll get into all of those types of things as we go into this little episode with those three tips or three things to do or th- three things to think about if you're planning your own reading slash thinking week. So let's get into it. Three big ideas or three top tips for planning your own thinking week or reading week. Number one is location, location, location. Personally, I find that Airbnbs make for great reading week or weekend locations. I'm also a big fan of Ripper Ride, who are a great team in based here in, in Nam in Melbourne, who are kind of taking on that kind of industry and with some really quirky, different types of, of accommodation on their platform as well. So I recommend checking out Ripper Ride if you haven't already. I'll pop a link in the show notes. So Airbnbs, I find, make particularly good locations for reading weeks, weekends, etc. Ideally, you want somewhere that's got a couple of different sitting spots. So you don't just want to end up being like, oh, I've just got to sit on the bed and then I've got to sleep on the bed and I need to eat on the bed <laughs> because, I don't know, it just, it just feel a bit claustrophobic in it. 
it takes a bit of the joy away. So that's, that's the reason I find that hotels are slightly less ideal normally, unless you're going to book like a whole suite or a penthouse, in which case go for your life. That sounds great. So you want someone with a couple of different sitting spots and even better if it's got some outside seating, which is a real bonus. I also like somewhere that's quite walkable. So so if you find a great Airbnb, it looks beautiful, but it's in the middle of an industrial estate, maybe that's not ideal because unless you're literally going to spend the whole time in the place because you probably want somewhere you can walk out of and go for like walks and stuff like that as well, which I'll talk about as we get into into the third idea or third tip from this. I'd say that the weather doesn't matter. I love a coastal winter retreat for this reason. Like That's where I went this week, down to Torquay, which is on the surf coast here in Victoria, down west of, of Melbourne. I, I love it down there and it's one of my favourite places anyway. So that is obviously great. But I also particularly like it in winter because it's kind of rough and it just looks great and smells great and is just very fresh and oh, just, just great. I just love it down there. Personally, again, I prefer it if it's somewhere I can drive to because it's just a bit more relaxing isn't it it's just a bit easier if you can just chuck a load of stuff in the car don't have to worry about weight limits or any of those types of things so but completely up to you if you want a train plane automobile whatever it is to your location for this reading and thinking week or weekend whatever it is you are you are planning then that is absolutely fine but I personally like the flexibility of having a car or taking my car with me and chuck all the things in that I might need and not have to worry about packing and queues and airports and all of those types of things. If I'm doing something like this, I want it to be as chill as possible. The other thing you might want to consider in your location, location, location things is the setup of this Airbnb or this this accommodation you found. It's having the option to cook or have some kind of you know mini kitchen or a kitchenette or something like that. I usually find that really helpful as well because it just means you don't have to go out every single meal and cut into the time that you actually just want to spend getting into some focus time, getting into books or getting into some reading, whatever it is you're doing. You probably want to go out once or twice a day just to, because and I'll talk about that in a moment. You want to go out, you want to be able to leave at some point, but I find not having to then be like, oh, now I've got to go out again because I can't cook or make anything here or there's no fridge or anything like that. So that's, again, a reason why why I find Airbnbs they're usually a little bit bigger and have got some of those facilities which often you don't have in a hotel unless like I said you're in the penthouse suite in which case go you the other thing on location is that I have tried to do these at home before during the last couple of years when going away was less possible and I they're just they're just incredibly hard to do at home like unless you're moving your house or <laughs> moving all your furniture around to make the space feel like very very different or you have the luxury of some extra space that you don't really use that much that you can plonk yourself in for a few days it's so hard just to the environment is so important to our habits and how we how we operate so if you really want to just remove yourself and get into a different space that is just yeah getting into a different space is important maybe do a house swap with some friends if you are thinking oh this sounds great I just I can't afford I don't have the cash at the moment to do the Airbnb thing whatever be creative think about where you can where you can do a house swap go and just stay at someone else's go and just do maybe a tour of some cafes for a week or something like that that would also be a very good way or good creative way of thinking about this as well I've also done versions of this with a partner as well. So my partner and I have been a couple of times and I've said, right, this this particular trip, so Bali, for example, just want to read, just want to read books. And he was like, yep, great. I want to do some coding. Because at the time he was working on a project that was a side project is now kind of more of a main project, which was cool. So that was good. We just were like, ah, this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to do. We're probably not going to talk that much. We're <laughs> just going to hang out. He was on his laptop. I was in buried in books and that worked pretty well for us as well. But I think having that in that conversation, it doesn't need to be a long conversation for us. It certainly wasn't. Upfront is important because otherwise someone is going to be disappointed and that's going to ruin your whole holiday. 
All right, that's tip number one is location, location, location. Tip number two is great expectations. So in Bali in 2019, when I did that, and Bali, we actually stayed in, it was more like a, it was in a hotel, but it was more of a resort. And it was, we actually had a really big room, which had an outside balcony area that looked over the pool and the kind of rainforesty bit. We were in Ubud and it was stunning. And we pretty much did not move from that balcony. I think we were there for eight days. So yeah, so in Bali in 2019, on that balcony, on that very comfortable kind of lounge day bed thing that I attached myself to for for a week I read six books that was powered by Nasi Goreng it was powered by yoga it was powered by some beautiful rainforest sounds coming from the the rainforest that we were we were very close to so this time in my Torquay retreat, I read two. And I think this is important just to think about setting, setting, not setting yourself up to fail. It'd be very easy when you go away for these types of trips to be like, right, I need to like smash out as many books as I can. And I definitely fall into that trap sometimes. Or I need to read as many as I read in Bali, whatever. It's probably not going to happen. I was just clearly on a bit of a roll there. It was a really relaxed holiday. And uh, yeah, I didn't have to really do anything else or think about anything else, which was great. But what I did do this time, whilst I didn't read as much, my intent was actually more around doing some planning, doing some reflecting on some work stuff that I've wanted to focus on and just have some dedicated focus time on. My out of office was also very useful or important as part of this as well around setting the expectation for others. So it set the expectation that I was away all week. It also was a bit of a an accountability thing for me because it said I will not respond I'm offline I'm not doing any emails so I'll be back on the 15th so I knew that people I was covered and obviously I'd had that conversation with you know active projects and clients and people I was working with at the moment anyway and I then deleted the email apps and social media from my phone so my intent was for a very low screen week and my allowed things were things like see boring stuff like banking if I needed to do any like transfer any money around that type of thing I was allowed to check in my bank balances Spotify was allowed maps of course were allowed as well so I could get around and find the things I was doing and then things like mind body because I booked in some yoga classes yeah that type of stuff kind of very practical functional stuff was was fine was allowed the disappointing thing I was actually quite disappointed myself on this time if I'm being completely honest was actually my screen time ironically so given setting up these intents and being very thoughtful about deleting apps deleting social media setting out of offices all of those things on my worst day I'm quite actually still quite ashamed about this and I was quite horrified on the day my worst day I still had five and a half hours screen time on my phone I'm I know I'll give you a moment to just have a little vomit on my behalf so even if you remove half an hour so five and a half hours even if you remove half an hour of google maps because i was driving around a little bit that day so that was fine and half an hour for some banking spotify playlists and 15 minutes for my duolingo that was the other thing i was allowed to carry on my duolingo french learning streak still pretty unacceptable that's still kind of four and a bit hours of not very practical time now it's something that i was chatting to friends and on whatsapp on messages and stuff like that like that's fine to an extent but i think it was more around like the, the fine it was fine to be talking to friends and still keeping in contact with people but it's more around i was letting that be like a real distraction the pickups was probably the main thing when i look at the pickup number on my phone how many times i picked up my phone it was a lot higher than a normal day in like the week before when i was just having a regular week at work and, and doing my normal kind of life stuff so that was a bit of a, I suppose it was a bit of a wake up around how much I was relying on my phone and how much I was struggling to focus, not because of the rules I necessarily set myself, but probably around some of the structure of what I was trying to tackle. And, and I had a list of things I wanted to think about, but probably hadn't thought about in, in a bit of a meta way, how I wanted to think about those. 
and um, at what time I wanted to think about those. So I think actually I could have done better at time boxing some time. Whereas I think when you're reading, you just pick up the book and you go. Whereas actually when I was uh, this time, I wanted to do some more thinking, some more planning. And that needed maybe a little bit more intent and thought about how I was going to do that, like how I was going to structure that time. And whether that was just doing an hour or 90 minutes at a time, something like that or Pomodoroing it, something along those lines would have been probably a lot more useful rather than just being like, oh, today I will, at some point during this week, I will plan this thing and I will do some thinking on that. That probably wasn't as effective as it could have been and is a bit of a lesson for next time around structuring that. The other thing I would say that I, the other, on the flip side of that, I didn't connect my iPad. I didn't even, I did use my iPad a couple of times to make some notes because I use Notability to and write notes on my iPad and plan this episode actually as well uh, and I, but I didn't turn on my laptop at all and I didn't connect either of those I mean I didn't turn on my laptop but my iPad I didn't connect to Wi-Fi so that did create an environment where I could at least not be tempted to peek at emails or Instagram or anything like that as well by not connecting to the Wi-Fi at the Airbnb I say that the other thing I would say about great expectations is taking more material than you need, not because you are expecting to get through it all, but just so you can have a bit of variety. So you want a bit of some deep stuff, some easy stuff. I took a Kindle, I took a couple of hard copy books, took a magazine. I love Frankie magazine. It's such a, a such a, a salve and a balm to the brain as that is Frankie magazine, but it still makes you think, but it also is beautiful as well. I also took a poetry book for something different, just for when I wanted to pick up something different and have some different words going into my head than just the books I was reading. And I I also took lots of things to write on and with. So I took sticky notes and highlighters and Sharpies and pens and A3 notebook, A5 notebook, A4 paper, <laughs> all of the stationery I could have needed. And that was actually really useful. I really enjoyed being able to kind of like get the big paper pages out, do more journaling style stuff, stick some sticky notes on and take that to cafes and things like that as well, which was useful too. So that's big idea number two or tip number two, great expectations. The third and final tip or big idea is don't just read. So this week I focused, like I said, on some reading, but also some thinking, some planning. I also listened to a lot of podcasts and music, particularly podcasts. I was churning through some of those. I was binging the Brave New Work podcast, which I hadn't actually really heard of before, but I am now obsessed with and I'm reading the book at the moment as well, which is great. It's really up my street. So I'm looking forward to telling you about that one in a few weeks. But doing this was really useful because it kind of felt I was still using a part of my brain and engaging in stuff, but without having to get something out, it was a little bit more more passive, which was useful when I just wanted to give my eyes a bit of a break and do something a little bit different. And obviously music as well, which is never a bad idea. The other thing I do is I'm really kind of strict on when I do these things is moving still. So yes, it was a slightly more relaxed week than doing personal training sessions and things that I normally do. But I did book in a couple of yoga classes, which was great. And especially just doing different classes somewhere else, different teachers, different styles. They Both of the classes I did were really beautiful classes and were very different to classes I'd done before as well. And yoga isn't something I do a lot, but it's something I love to do when I travel because it's a really easy one to do and book in a class and find different studios and things too. Did some walks. So again, one of the reasons I chose Torquay is, is that there is a wonderful coastal walk around there. So I was able to do a bit of walking as well on the days that it wasn't too rainy or windy. Did a lot of stretching and things like that. And it's a really nice time to, if you're going away and doing something like that, to just try a new thing. And that might just be a different yoga class in a different studio that you don't need to go completely wild but it is nice to go away and and not just learn new things from a book but maybe learn new things from a class or something you've not done before it's also nice to go on your away on your own I particularly do like going away and doing those trips on my own 
but adding some social stuff is also important too. So I had lunch with the wonderful Kelly Irving, who I'd never met in person. We've known each other for a few years on the internet uh, and she actually lives down the surf coast as well. So I was like, Kelly, I'm going to be down the surf coast. Let's have lunch. So we had a wonderful couple of hours together on Wednesday and had lunch together which was great. So it was lovely to, to spend time with her finally in person. And I also had a phone call on the Thursday with my lovely friend, Rachel, who's up in Brizzy. Hey, Rach. And that was a really, again, a really nice way of breaking up the time. And then I had a couple of impromptu phone calls with other friends as well. So Beck, who was driving at one point for an hour and a half one evening. So we had a nice phone chat then and caught up. So it was nice to have those things to break up the days and have a little bit of a social interaction, especially if you are a bit of a social bean or a bit of an extrovert as I am. And that's, that's where I get a lot of my energy from. So whilst I love going away on my own and just sort of spending some time, just not having to worry about anything else or anyone else, just having to kind of think about what I want to do. It's amazing, but I also do love a little bit of a social each day or every couple of days as well. And that makes a big difference to making sure you're still a functioning human being. The other thing I do, which I mentioned earlier, is a mix of eating in and out. So each day I went out once a day and had kind of a brunch or a lunch or something along those lines and then bought things in for the evening so I didn't have to go out again later on. So I kind of did a bit of thinking or reading or whatever first thing, went out, had some food, usually took some notebooks and things with me to do some writing and stuff and then came back, did some more reading. There was an outdoor bath in the place I was staying, which was a real treat. So a couple of of nights I put a podcast on and sat and laid in the outdoor bath. That was a really nice thing to do as well, especially in winter. And then that way, that kind of meant that, again, each day I had something, a little bit of variety each day with going out and doing something, eating somewhere and then coming back and not having to worry about going back out again. I also really like just to use this time to think or to do nothing. There's several times I just sort of laid on the sofa, very comfy sofa with nice big fluffy blankets that were on it with some music on, just doing nothing, just enjoying the nothingness coming up with answers to something I've been chewing over, doing a bit of planning and just allowing thoughts to come and go and ideas to come and go as well, making some notes of those. And ultimately, I suppose I wanted to come back feeling itchy and raring to go. And I like to get to the point where I'm almost annoyed that I'm offline because I'm like, oh, but now I've got all these ideas and I want to go and do this stuff. Like that to me is a really good outcome. Sometimes that takes me 48 hours. Sometimes that takes me a week. This one was probably a, a shorter one, probably by about Wednesday. I was like, oh, no, I've got stuff I want to do now. Like, this is this has been good. Now, I realise that this kind of sounds like I've just taught you how to have a holiday. And you're like thinking, Steph, have you just explained how to have a holiday? But I think this is more about intent. Like the, the point of this is to go away and think and do and write and create maybe or to ponder or to just read that's the that is the the essence of it and there's some stuff that makes that easier and probably would make it harder as well so that's the really the point of this the other thing I'd say on timing is don't do one of these weeks a reading or a thinking week when you're on the crispy edge of burnout I've done it I've tried it it is a terrible idea because the last thing you want to do is be putting more stuff into your brain so timing it so that this is not what you're doing when you really just need a break is important Yes, it is a break and it will be a little bit restorative, but this is more about space and not sangrias. Like go and do your relaxing, just lay down and just don't think about anything for a week. Like that is really important. Make sure we have into our years and making sure we're planning into our plans. This is not that. And I think that's the really important point is this is not your lay on the beach type trip. This is something a little bit more. This is something a bit different and should supplement something like that. This is not an instead of. 
You can definitely do these for shorter times as well. I've done weekends, long weekends as well, but just know that you might be 75% in before you've kind of disconnected enough to focus on reading or getting into some books or doing some planning or whatever. So that's just probably just something to think about if you are thinking about a shorter one, which is also a good idea. So we go, third tip on how to plan a reading week is don't just read. So there we go, three tips for planning your own reading week. If this has inspired you to do the same, I'd love to hear from you. What are you planning? If you do do this on a regular basis, again, I'd love to hear from you. What have you done? Have you got back into doing these since we're able to move around a little bit more? Is that something you have started doing, are planning to do? Let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn, Steph Clark. Clark has got an E on the end. Drop me a note, let me know. I'd love to hear from you and chat books and reading weeks. Otherwise, next week, I'll be back with a new book to talk about and tell you the three big ideas from normal scheduling will resume. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.